Hi, welcome to episode 141 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and I'm with Suze Gilbert today. Hi, everyone. Um, Vicky is not with us today, and I will explain that in a moment. Uh, Suze and I just wanted to take just a couple of minutes to talk about what's going on in this country today with the protest and Black Lives Matters. We are appalled at what we've been seeing. Uh, for me personally, I've always been appalled at seeing the blatant racism with the killing of our Black citizens. But when I saw certain things, for example, Eric Garner in Staten Island being killed by a chokehold and saying, I can't breathe, I was horrified, but then I moved on. When Ahmad Arbery in Georgia was killed by two people because he was out jogging, again, I was horrified, but I moved on. But when I saw the knee in George Floyd's neck, something inside of me snapped. And I thought, this, this can't go on. This is. I don't know about you, Suze, but I, that's, that was like my tipping point. Uh, I also think Breonna Taylor, I mean, it's just been one thing after yes. another. You know, I like, I, I sent you a um, text, you and Vicki, and I started thinking about Rodney King. And that was back in, nine, that was almost 30 years ago, 29 years ago, 1991, I believe. And, uh, I thought, what has changed? Because, you know, we all thought after the outrage of him being beaten senseless that, you know, um, we would be more cognizant of, you know, racism. But here we are 29 years later still having, you know, issues with people who are getting cops called on them while they're birdwatching. Um, you know, how many how many times have we... Uh, read the newspaper or read news articles where someone was doing something and they were like, you know, driving, uh, going to the library while black or going into their apartment. What, you know, it's something they, you shouldn't, I don't know. I just, it's so difficult for them just to live a life as it is just to, to go into an apartment building where they have to, you know, show that they live there. This is, this is ridiculous. Or Starbucks. I don't know if you remember a few years ago when um, two black men were in Starbucks and they had the cops called on them. I mean, what the heck is going on? And I, I know we are, you know, I have, I just, I don't, I see Vicky as a incredibly intelligent um, woman who I absolutely hold dear to my heart. You and Vicky both are dear to my heart. You know, I don't, think of her as a necessarily as a black woman and because we just we're women you know we just do this and I'm thinking all of the things that she's had to probably suffer and deal with that you know she doesn't share with us necessarily and I think you know there it's it I don't mean to get emotional but I just think it's this is really I'm very relieved I'm not being very articulate today but I am very relieved that um and happy that People are finally seeing this for what it is. Nobody that should be arrested by and being killed by having an, uh, a knee to the neck. And come to find out, 
you know, and I, I know officers like firemen and EMTs. We all, you know, um, you know, work with public. I, they all work with public, but there are also a lot of, I think, people that maybe go in to uh, a, a profession like that that may have some anger issues or, you know, they are inherently racist and, you know, they need to be weeded out because if you're a citizen of the United States, you get due process and you get to be arrested. Okay, that's fine. Whether you're white, you're black or whatever a woman, a male, and you, and you have handcuffs put on you, you don't expect a chokehold, especially if you're not resisting arrest, you know, especially if you're saying, okay, but we think it seems horrible that, you know, fellow black parents have to have talks with their children about not doing things because it could, they could get killed. We don't, as white parents, we don't have to basically say that to our kids. What the heck is that where you have to actually Sit your teenage son down and have the talk with him. And this has been going on for, you know, so many years. I mean, oh, my gosh, it's just it's it's come to a tipping point And I hope people start to wake up and, and see it. You know, you have to it's not enough to see beyond color. You have to realize that things have to get better from this point forward. I, I I don't know what else to say. I feel just yeah. so inarticulate about. I know it's it's a very difficult topic. Vicky chose not to be here today because the issue hits too close to home to her. She has dealt with this her entire life, where yeah. people have looked at her as less than, where she's gone into the hospital for surgery, and was sent home without pain medication because doctors told her black people don't feel pain. And when she told me that, that is absolutely the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard of. When she told me that, I said, You've, you're kidding, right? And she said, no, that a lot of doctors feel that black people don't feel pain. It's like, I, I, I could not wrap my head around that concept. So when she sees things like George Floyd's murder, she she discusses it with her close family and friends, but does not want to share it publicly because her anger is too great because she she feels it personally she's been there and what you were saying Suze, um as far as uh, a black mother having to talk to her son i have links in if you look in the show notes we have extensive links about different articles movies you can watch just different resources you can look into uh, there's an article from the huffington post that was just published 2 days ago about a black teen shares the rules his mom makes him follow when leaving the house. And this is an 18-year-old from Houston. He uh, released a TikTok video. But the rules were, don't put your hands in your pockets. Don't put your hoodie on. Don't be out too late. Don't touch anything you're not buying. Don't leave the house with your ID. Don't ride with music too loud. Um, make sure if you purchase something, no matter how minimal the cost, always have a receipt so that you're not accused of stealing. One of my kids told me a story. Uh, one of his co-workers, who is a young black man, said to him, when you learned how to drive, did your dad teach you what to do when you get pulled over by the police? And my son said, no. And he goes, my dad did. He said, the first thing you do is lower the window just a little bit, 
and put both hands on top of the steering wheel so that they know they can see your hands. And my son was floored that that is the life that this young man has to live because he's afraid he might get shot. You know, it's it's amazing how we're always scared. You know, they they have to be scared of doing anything about getting killed. I mean, think about what that does to your psyche over the years. Just, you know, doing anywhere because you just, you, you know, here in Texas, a lot of people have guns. And, you know, I tend to be like you, Elisa, a speed demon. Uh, I'm better now, much better. I will say that with a caveat. I'm much better now because I live in Texas. <laughs> and they do have guns, is that, um, you know, if someone pulls out in front of you, what's your first reaction? You put on your horn. Well, here, yes, you know, somebody could, you know, shoot you. But if you're a Black person and do that, you're probably definitely going to get shot. We have seen that just in in Texas. There's some been road rage, and it's been, you know, it, there's been some Black people that have been shot, and it's just I don't know what the answer is. You know, I just really, I, if for people um, to say, well, you know, you know, they understand. No, none of us understand. None of us really understand what it has been like. I think people have to realize that Black Americans, Black people absolutely have the right to be angry about this. This has gone on over. It keeps happening. And like you said, Elisa, we become just immune to it. It's like it's like going to the movies and you see violence. After a while, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's another violent movie. Well, you know, we've gotten used to it. We should never be used to it. You know, these are people going about their, you know, their business, their lives. And I don't know if it's the heavy handedness of, of police because like Breonna, they suspected her of dealing drugs. Well, guess what? They didn't find any drugs. I mean, you go in and you and you exchange and you and you shoot somebody a 27 year old woman dead because of it's you're suspecting something what what the hell and plus Um, it was a no-knock warrant if they had knocked on the door it might have been a completely different outcome and she was a licensed gun owner i mean yeah a lot of you know a lot of people here are i mean when you when somebody comes in comes into your home, what is your first thought to defend your castle, the castle law here in Texas, but you have to defend, defend yourself. I mean, my God, it, it could have been an intruder. I mean, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And for George, George Floyd, this poor man, I mean, how, okay. So the, the store owner says that, you know, they had a policy about counterfeit bills. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had a counterfeit bill, I wouldn't even know what one looked like. I could be having counterfeit bills in my little money stash here because I don't honestly know what it, I've never felt one. How many people would you know, Elisa? Would you know if you had a fake bill? No. I'm sure he didn't know. That's what the store owner said. He said he probably didn't even know. Well, how? I mean, money gets passed. How are you supposed to know? I just think for, 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 that, for, for that cop to have his knee on his neck. When, when he was were handcuffed. Begging, when Pete and people were begging him and he was saying he couldn't breathe. I mean, I think every person should be angry about this. This is unacceptable for anybody to, to do and come to find out from what the report said is that, you know, I guess this police officer did have issues. He's had violations, you know, so, and I, 
I, I just, I'm appalled. I'm appalled. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was really hard to see that. And, um, you know, I hope we never get, ever get used to that because that was extremely painful and it, it does have to stop. You know, I, they had a, a, a photo of uh, Colin Kaepernick when he was taking a knee to protest against, you know, police brutality against black, black men in particular, but black people. And then they showed the picture of, um, I think it was on Twitter, so you probably saw it, of the police officer putting a knee on um, George Floyd's neck. And, and they said that, you know, this is why he took a knee. And it's, like, I, you know, it's so clear. It's, it's such clarity there. And I understand why it's it's so close to home for Vicky. I I don't I'd be so upset too. I mean, it's just um, enough is enough. Enough is enough. For for the listeners who don't already listen to Chit Chat Across the Pond with Allison Sheridan, I highly recommend you listen to episode six forty one. And everything that I'm talking about will be linked in our show notes. And I really hope you go and you check these out. But he, uh, I'm sorry, Allison did an episode with Rob Dunwood from um, the SMR podcast, and it's on being a black man in America. It's a little less than an hour. And Rob, I don't know anything about Rob other than he works in the computer industry, but he talked about how he has been treated as a black man in America since he was a little boy how he's had guns pulled on him, how he's been pulled over simply because he drives an expensive car. He's had the police called on him entering uh, a nice house. He's had just the experiences, you know, he was also taught, keep your hands on the steering wheel. His father always said to him, don't keep your wallet in your back pocket, because if you do and you get pulled over and you go to pull it out, you will be shot dead. These are things that Suzanne and I don't think about. He said he doesn't go out at night. And Vicky said the same thing. No, I was going to say, I, I still am shocked that her doctor would say that, you know, black people don't feel pain. What? Yeah. I mean, what? I'm, st- I'm still wrapping my head around that because I, I, Vicky never told me that story. I'm still wrapping That was the my first head. I so heard it too. nerve endings? Yeah, it was crazy. I, but I, Vicky said the same thing that Rob said in his uh, podcast, that Vicky would, you know, f- people at work would say, hey, let's go out at night. Let's go, you know, out to dinner or we'll go out and have a drink, you know, just something innocent. And more often than not, she would say no, because she didn't want to be out after dark for fear of what might happen to her. That's not something I think about. As you know, I go to concerts all the time. I never worry about what's going to happen to me as I go from the venue to the parking lot to my car. Or if I'm out with friends, I don't think about when I leave the movie theater, what's going to happen or the shopping mall or wherever it is I am. I don't stop and think something is going to happen to me by the police. But Vicky does. And that keeps her in the house, which she might be okay with, but that's not the point. No, that's not the point. That should never be the point. So, you know, I just, um, well, I, I related a story to you today, um, you know, about this poor man that had come in late to have uh, his blood drawn 
and uh, when I was at the uh, lab today, and because he was late, they called the cops on him. And you know, he was an African. He's a black man. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, this this needed to happen. I think this. You know, people remember uh, a while ago there was a, um, a people. Uh, excuse me, God, I am articulate today. People were saying, you know, they were woke. Basically, they were, um, you know, awoke to the fact that yes, you know, of racism, mm. but people really aren't. You know, we're we're seeing that every day, and I think this has been a particularly bad year too for. Um, you know, black people to be dying um, at the hands of police. I mean, it just seems a lot this year, we, or or at least people being called, uh, having the police called on them. It's just been like never ending. We see stories constantly. It's like, what is going on with people? Yeah. What? Why don't you just ask somebody? I mean, the thing the thing is, what really hit home with me that I was furious about was. The man that was bird watching. Here he is. He's Harvard educated. He's bird watching. He's on the board of, of the Audubon Society, and I totally get it. When you have nesting birds, like say for instance in Maine, there was a lot of beach uh, properties that they would um, parts of the beach when uh, nesting plovers were in season because dogs, unleashed dogs, can go after the eggs, and their their population is already decimated. So here this man is. He's enjoying bird watching and this woman comes in with an unleashed dog i would have said the same thing to her can you please leash her dog leash her dog it's, they shouldn't be unleashed he was so calm and what bothered me was her tone of voice when she was calling the police that she got she became more erratic and hysterical like she was actually being threatened but he never threatened her i'm thinking oh my goodness i i i can't believe what i'm listening to it was like out of a sci-fi film. Why is this poor man? He's, he was calm. Um, I I just don't know, Elisa. I really don't, you know? I, I know we're both not as articulate as we would like to be, but at the same time, we can empathize, but we can't truly understand because it's not something that we go through. And I have to say, and I told you this before we started recording, Suzay, I was listening to Reverend Al Sharpton give the eulogy for George Floyd at his funeral in Minneapolis, and he ended it with something I think I th that I think most people would agree with, most Black people would agree with, and he said, we don't want special treatment. We just want you to get your knee off our necks. And I thought, yeah. wow, that was, that's, that's beautiful. He what he's saying is yeah, he I mean, just wants he just wants to have the chance to work and have a family and have um you know have a home and be part of the community just like everybody else. Yeah, but you know, like Vicky has mentioned too, she said that um, she said look at the populations of our jails uh, of the of of black men, you know. The, the incarceration rate and she's absolutely right this is this needs to go really deep i don't think it's it's not enough just to sit there and say okay yes you know we're going to be aware no it needs to go deep we really there has to be really change and it has to it's not only just the police force it it's if you think about it 
okay, if somebody commits a crime, if a, if a black person commits a crime, they usually get a public defender and that person may be very poor, but they're supposed to have a jury of their peers. How many of them have black people on that jury? Seriously, is it truly a, a, a jury of their peers or if it's an all white jury, how many people have been sentenced by an all, how many black people have been sentenced by an all white jury? It ha, I mean, there's more than just, you know, there, there has to be radical change, Elisa. There has to be a whole paradigm shift in this. You know, it can't be just another Band-Aid. I think that's what's happening is I, I feel that um, Black people in the United States are really tired of Band-Aids being put on this. Because like I said, it was 30 years ago since, you know, Rodney King got beaten senselessly by the police. This has just been going on and on and on and on. But it's, you know... There has to be a whole systemic change for this, and uh, in you know how we how we treat fellow human beings, regardless of their color. We should you know we, they shouldn't be treated any differently by the color of your skin. Seriously, um, I I just think we also have to look at our court system as well. I think Vicky is very right when she said that. That got me thinking when she said that. And that was a while ago. And I thought, my God, she's right. And since then, I've read some articles about that. And I mean, it's, 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 it's true. How many people in the past 10 years, Black men have been exonerated for a crime they did not commit? You know, I think, and, and been on death row for it. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the amount of people that are on death row, it is disproportionately Black men that are on death row. So I I do think that people have, a, I mean, black people have, they have every right to be really angry about, you know, years of, of, you know, abuse. I mean, there's no other word to say. It's abuse. If you look at the show notes, I have a link in there for movies. And one of them is Just Mercy, which I didn't realize when we were watching it that it's a true story. But that is streaming now on most services for free to the end of the month. And it is about a black man, like you said, Suze, on death row, who was convicted for a crime he did not commit. And it was tough watching it, especially in this environment right now. It was it was tough watching, just like when they see us was also a very difficult watch, which was about the Central Park Five. So I really encourage people to go to our show notes at threegleekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. Look at the different resources we have posted. There's some articles. Uh, 75 Things White People Can Do for Racial Justice is one of them. There's a link to uh, the podcast I was mentioning. The Innocence Project is one of the links. The movies. There's also different charities if you want to give money to different charities. We don't, obviously, it is not an all-inclusive, but there are um, information on the Innocence Project, Southern Poverty Law Center the bail project, uh, for example. So please, please, please check out the the show notes and the links. Um, Let's continue this conversation. This is not a conversation that ends today or ends when the protests stop. This is an ongoing conversation. And you really need to think about your part in this entire conversation. So we're going to end with that. We do want to thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time.